Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1. Hakol Radio is saddened with grief over the Petira of the Lakewood Mashkiach, Rav Matas Yo Solomon Zatzal, a giant of Musser, Chinuch, and Torah, whose words and wisdom inspired tens of thousands throughout his life. Rav Matas Yo Zatzal, originally from Gateshead, England, served as Mashkiach in the Gateshead Yeshiva under Rav Moshe Schwab Zatzal for over 30 years before moving to Lakewood, New Jersey and assuming the position of Mashkiach in Beis Medrash Kavaya, following the Petira of the Mashkiach, the then Mashkiach, Rav Nassim Vachtfeigl Zatzal. Rav Matasio was known as a master of Chinuch and Hashkafa. His advice and guidance was sought by tens of thousands across the globe. Numerous svarim based on his shmuzin have also been published, with topics ranging from the Yamane Roim and Mayadim to Hashkafa, Musser, and much more. The Levaya is scheduled to take place at 12 p.m. Wednesday afternoon, January 3rd, at Beis Medrash Kavaya in Lakewood, with tens of thousands expected to be in attendance. Baruch Dayanemis. Number 2 In a morning update on Wednesday, January 3rd, the IDF provided information regarding its recent activity in Gaza, noting that much of the fighting had shifted to the southern part of the Strip. According to the update, in a school in southern Gaza's Kuza neighborhood, troops of the 5th Brigade discovered a tunnel shaft and laminated photos of weaponry. The IDF reported that the Brigade also targeted several Hamas sites in the area, including observation and missile launch positions. The IDF stated that troops of the Gavadi Brigade observed a Hamas operative attempting to place an explosive device on an Israeli tank in southern Gaza's Khan Yunus neighborhood. The troops directed an aircraft to strike the operative along with three others in the vicinity, eliminating them. Additionally, the military reported that Gavadi soldiers found weapons and a safe with hundreds of thousands of Israeli shekel in the home of a Hamas Nukba force operative. The Israeli military reported that Adil Misma, a regional commander of Hamas's elite Nukba forces, had been killed in the central city of Deir al-Bala in Gaza. Misma participated in Hamas's attack against Israel on October 7th. The IDF reported that the 460th Armored Brigade recently conducted a raid on the residents of Hamas's Gaza City Brigade Commander in the Daraj and Tufa neighborhoods and took control of the, quote, terrorist infrastructure there. The operation resulted in the discovery of weaponry and infrastructure. During the engagement, numerous Hamas operatives were encountered and neutralized, and troops identified tunnel shafts, weapon caches, and intelligence materials in the area. According to IDF intelligence, the main mosque in the Daraj and Tufa neighborhoods is linked to Hamas's October 7th offensive on southern Israel. Upon learning of tank withdrawals in northern Gaza, some Gazan residents attempted to return to their homes, while a few were successful in reaching their residences, others encountered difficulties and had to return without achieving their goal. Rasmia Shabbat, a 59-year-old Gazan resident currently housed in one of the UNRWA schools in the Jabalia refugee camp, shared her experience of journeying to the town of Beit Hanun in the northern Gaza Strip. Accompanied by one of her sons, she went to inspect her house, but discovered there was nothing there. Describing the scene, she said, quote, There is nothing in the area, no houses, no streets, nothing. Despite attempting to retrieve belongings such as clothes and supplies, she could not even locate her house. 
A bipartisan group of United States senators traveled to the Middle East on Tuesday night, January 2nd, to meet with senior Israeli officials and discuss the state of the Israel-Hamas war. The lawmakers who were members of the Senate Intelligence Committee also had discussions with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and leaders in Arab countries during their visit. Senator Kirsten Gillibrand mentioned that her group consisting of five senators planned to meet with top officials to gather information on the latest developments in the conflict and assess the impact of Israel's military campaign on Hamas. Additionally, the senators visited Jordan and Saudi Arabia as part of their delegation in the region. In the north, Lebanese and Palestinian security sources reported that Israel conducted a drone strike in Beirut, killing Hamas deputy leader Saleh al-Aruri on Tuesday, January 2nd. This incident occurred amidst ongoing intense warfare between Israel and Hamas in Gaza. Aruri's assassination is significant as he was the first senior Hamas political leader to be killed since Israel initiated a comprehensive offensive against Hamas, Gaza's Hamas rulers nearly three months ago. The implications of this event could heighten the risk of the Israel-Hamas conflict expanding beyond the Gaza Strip, especially considering the ongoing exchange of fire between Israel and Hezbollah, a Hamas ally along Lebanon's southern border. The drone strike targeted a Hamas office in South Beirut, resulting in the death of six people, including key figures in the group's armed wing in Lebanon. Israeli military spokesperson Daniel Hagari, when asked to confirm Israel's involvement, stated, quote, We are focused on killing Hamas. That's it. The 57-year-old Saleh al-Aruri was among the most sought-after individuals in the Middle East, maintaining close connections with the Iranian Revolutionary Guards Corps and Hezbollah. Despite not publicly claiming responsibility, Israel, as confirmed by one Israeli and two U.S. officials, was indeed behind the strike that resulted in al-Aruri's death. Al-Aruri had been a target for Israel for an extended period, but previous attempts to eliminate him in Istanbul and Beirut were avoided to preserve relations with Turkey and prevent, and prevent provoking Hezbollah into starting a conflict, according to Israeli officials. However, after October 7th, Israel became more willing to take risks and therefore decided to go ahead with the assassination. Number 3 at least 103 people were killed and 144 more were injured in Iran in an explosion at a ceremony marking the fourth anniversary of the elimination of Quds Force Commander Qasem Soleimani, who was killed in a U.S. airstrike in 2020. Some of the injured victims are indeed in critical condition. The ceremony was taking place near Soleimani's tomb in the so southeastern city of Kerman when two explosions occurred 15 minutes apart. Iranian state media first claimed that, quote, several gas canisters exploded on the road leading to the cemetery, but are now calling it a, quote, terrorist attack. There are unconfirmed reports that the blasts were caused by two suicide bombers in separate locations. Hundreds of people were, were participating in the ceremony. Several hours before the blast, Iranian Defense Minister Mohammad Reza Ashtiani threatened the U.S., saying, quote, the consequences of eliminating Hamas leader al-Aruri will haunt them. Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guards, the IRGC, issued a statement threatening both the U.S. and Israel, warning that there will be an increase in terror in Israel. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio, and have a great day.